Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. True Hauntings is a Frightfully Good production. The True Hauntings podcast is almost up to its 100th episode, so we thought that it was about time to answer some of your questions about our journey up to this point. What's our favourite episode? What is our opinion of Ed and Lorraine Warren? How do we deal with sceptics? These are some of the questions that fans have asked us to answer. Even though we may be just a little different in our presentation style than other podcasts out there, with over 300,000 downloads, there must be something about us that you like. In this episode, we answer your burning questions and we invite you behind the scenes to find out just how we create this epically weird and crazy podcast that we are so proud of. Hi, I'm Renata. And I'm Anne, and we welcome you to this episode of... The True Hauntings Podcast. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, Supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow, forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. So welcome, Anne, to the studio. Back to the studio yet again. Is it twice for this week? Yeah, this, we're not finished yet. It's okay. Yeah, this is a little odd because normally when we do this, we sit looking at each other. Mm-hmm. And because we're attempting to make a video this time, because we've had people request it, um, we're sort of sitting side by side and I'm trying to look at her, but I'm also worried I'm going to lose the sound. But that's okay. Um, yeah, I'm actually feeling much better. How about you? Oh, slowly, slowly. Yep. We're getting there. We yep. uh shaken that bloody cold fluey thing that we've had for weeks. Um but yeah, no, we're we're uh, all fired up because what did we do last night? <gasps> we booked some tickets <gasps> to go tickets. on a flight somewhere, which we can't tell you right now. Oh, I think we can probably tell them by no, now. No, 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 not yet. Not, right. yet. not let's, yet. Let's keep it a secret for it's a, a secret. little while. All right. Well, um I'm excited and I just booked our travel insurance and made sure we're covered for COVID, so mm-hmm. we're all good to go. Um, so we, we'll be seeing some friends, hopefully, and uh, we will yeah. be uh, exploring some haunted sites. Yes. And, and is there one that we might get to that's part of the True Hauntings podcast? Possibly. 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 Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll be filming everything so that you can see it. Yep. Yep. We're going to be filming whores. We will film everything. We even do View from the Loo, which is always a, a, a highlight of our trip. That's right. That's been requested, the View from yep. the Loo. Yep. Not while we're partaking on the Loo, but uh, we always like to – sometimes we've had some really weird stuff happen – on our holidays. Yes, like we're, always. Yeah, where there's like a bathroom that is see-through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you're like, you have to avert your eyes while the other person's having a shower because it's, um, yeah, 
it's sort of that frosted glass stuff, but it's it's still you can see what's going on in there. Yeah, slightly uh, awkward. Now yeah. we we had a bit of a sort of think about how we we're going to do this episode, and we we wanted to try and keep it similar to our normal format. And then we thought, well, what the hell are we going to do for a soundscape? Because that's normally something to do with the haunting that we are looking at. So I came up with a really good idea, which Renata's not that keen about, but that's okay. (laughs) We have a uh, radio show that we do every Sunday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Newcastle, Australia time, called Spooky Sundays, and it's on Newcastle Live Radio. And... Every now and then I come up with a story from something I like to call the ghost writer. And what happens with ghost writer is we we take the seed, the kernel of a an idea and we type it into the ghost writer and it might say something like uh Anne and Renata battle the demonic uh bin chicken called Wayne. And then it spits out a whole story. Well, I mean, we have to tweak it a little bit, but sometimes it just goes to completely random things. Mm. Uh, and we, Wayne the Bin Chicken was our very first one. There is two parts to this, but we're going to do part one for you today. And Renata will actually get a chance to speak during the soundscape. <gasps> How are you feeling about oh, that, Nada? What a privilege. I know, right? Wow. I'm letting you in. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's go. Let's the hear Anne it. and Renata story. Mm. Anne and Renata have been called to Swansea, New South Wales, to investigate reports of a demonic bin chicken terrorising the town. The creature, known as Wayne, has been summoned by local psychic Tony. The psychic's last words were, Call Anne and Renata. They must destroy the bin chicken or the world will be doomed. Anne and Renata immediately headed out to Swansea, New South Wales, once they got the word. They had been warned by the locals that this was a dangerous place to be, but they couldn't turn down such an intriguing case of an alleged demonic bin chicken terrorising the town. The two ghost hunters stepped out of their rented Toyota Corolla as soon as it came to a stop at the edge of town. The sky was dark with rain coating everything in its path. Not a soul could be seen on the long, dirt road leading up to an old wooden church where Wayne lived and wreaked havoc in the sky. Renata, I I can feel his presence. They approached slowly towards the building when suddenly there was a thunderous flap of wings from above and a bin chicken fell to the ground at their feet. This must be Wayne. Anne took out her ectoplasmic gun and aimed at the bin chicken. The world is depending on us. Don't you dare make me use this. Suddenly, Rick from the local news station, Newcastle Live Radio, appeared with camera and recorder in hand and started filming. Rick? Renata, she said as she swatted away an annoying fly. What are you doing here? It's dangerous. I've been wanting the Newcastle Live radio listeners to know all about the demonic bin chicken terrorising your town, Rick said as he continued to film. People will be terrified once I show them this footage. I will expose this bin chicken and his little cult. Newcastle Live radio viewers will be so grateful. Little cult? Renata said, shivering with fear. What do you mean by that? Suddenly, Rick was attacked from behind by a man dressed all in black with a hockey mask. Rick fell to the ground, screaming in pain, as the man in black pulled off his flesh and started eating him alive. Watching this sent chills down Anne's spine as she ran towards the church along with Renata, who had already begun shooting at the masked figure. Leave him alone! She shouted as her ectoplasmic bullets hit its target and exploded on impact. We know you are here for Wayne. Suddenly, the bin chicken flapped its wings at Anne and Renata, knocking them both to the ground. The masked figure got off Rick's body, but instead of chasing after Anne and Renata... He started eating Rick. Why is he not coming after us? As she struggled to get up. He must be after Wayne. We need to get to that church before he does. Renata shouted as she also struggled up. If this masked man finds Wayne, who knows what will happen? Suddenly, 
There was a loud scream <coughs> from inside the church. The masked man jumped off Rick's body and ran towards the church with incredible speed. Anne and Renata got to their feet and ran after him as fast as they could. Suddenly, a large shadow appeared from the distance. Anne looked up, but it was too late. The demonic bin chicken Wayne swiped at her with claws and she flew across the dirt, hitting a few mailboxes. Anne tried to stand up but fell down. She tried again, and this time she managed to stand up. The bin chicken was already attacking Renata. Oh, no, you don't, Anne shouted. She fired her ectoplasmic gun at Wayne, but he just flew higher into the sky. She could see his red eyes watching him from above and waiting for them to make a move. Suddenly, the masked man jumped onto the roof of the church and started screaming obscenities at the demonic bin chicken Wayne and tried to get up but fell down again due to her injuries. But she could see that Renata was still fighting with Wayne. Finally, she stood back up and then she saw that Rick, who was still alive, dragged himself into the old mail station which had been abandoned for years since the new post office opened up. Oh no, she shouted as she made her way towards him. You need medical attention. No time for me, Rick said weakly. He looked totally exhausted. We were wrong about this (gasps) demonic bird all along. What do you mean? Renata asked, looking confused. We have to stop it before it uh, attacks more people. I know. I was wrong, Rick said as he struggled up. That isn't Wayne the demonic bin chicken doing this. Someone else must be controlling him. Who? Anne asked, confused. Suddenly there was a loud screech and they saw the masked man fall off the roof of the church. Seeing an opportunity, the demonic bin chicken Wayne swooped down and carried him high into the sky. Watching them both fly away sent shivers down Anne's spine. She watched in horror at what happened to her only friend who got eaten alive by the demonic bin chicken Wayne which took all of his flesh leaving just bones behind. Now she knew for certain that there is some evil force controlling Wayne but where did he go? Who was the masked man? Was Wayne the bin chicken really demonic? What happened to Renata? Find out next week's episode of Wayne the Demonic Bin Chicken Terrorizes Swansea. Super. Don't you like how you just disappear from that script? It's like, and my best friend died. Yeah, well, that was, that's what was happening was in the Rick. first... It wasn't you. That was, that's what was happening in the, those first episodes. You kind of just mentioned me and that was about it. Well, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> the ghostwriter did all that. That was not me, I swear. Uh-huh. And even then right. I had to rewrite stuff in. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh. just so that I could have a word. Yeah, Never I know. I, I was trying to be kind. Yeah, I know. Right, um, but, yeah, so that was Ghostwriter. If you wanted to hear um, part two, it is on Spooky Sunday somewhere. Uh, and you can see that podcast on uh, iTunes and uh, Spotify. Spotify and all those great <laughs> podcasting places. All right, but now, Renata, mm-hmm. we're on to the stories. Oh, not stories, what do we call the it? Questions. Questions. I'm, so, I'm in oh. remote, remote oh. control territory here. Autopilot. All right, so first question mm-hmm. How did the True Hauntings podcast come about? Mm-hmm. So, how did it come about? Well, in, in a world far, far away um, before COVID hit, uh, when we um, actually for a mi- uh, millisecond had... <gasps> it was a glorious it was millisecond. A, it was, yeah, it was a millisecond. We had um, a management team. We got picked up by a manager. Yeah, who, was tr- who were trying to help us um, kind of create content and get our um, brand out there yeah they suggested that we do a podcast because podcast is kind of the thing at the moment to do Every, oh, everyone yeah. who is anyone who has any sort of job or work um does a podcast about what they do so they suggested how about you do a podcast on um ghostly stories and we went oh yeah that'd be cool really really good um how do you want us to do that 
Oh, that's up to you, girls. Yeah, you just, like, you know, go, oh. go away and do a podcast. It can't be that hard. So they, they sent us all these beautiful microphones. Like, mm. we've got these beautiful Shaw microphones. Mm. We've got a H4 Zoom, which records beautiful quality sound. And they said, make something. I mean, Connor did help us. Um, we, we worked out, like, a plan. We'd have an introduction um, just a teaser to start with, and then we had the soundscape, and then we had the history, and then we had the debunking, and those Anne and Renata mm-hmm. that they put in between. Um, so that's that was sort of the plan, and we've stuck with it ever since. Really, mm-hmm. it's a format that seems to work for us. But we basically stumbled our way through the very first episode, which was the Amateurville Horror. Mm. We really had no concept of what we were doing or whether it was going to work, and they released it on Halloween. Yeah. So and we're almost I, at two years. I remember the amount of research that I did for that episode, and uh, I'd have it all written out on pieces of paper. And uh, There was many bits of paper. I, 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 I actually, I remember on um, our floor, I'd have all these little bits of paper and I was kind of going, I'll do this next and I'll do this next. And I'd be sticky taping those bits together so that I kind of had this one long sheet that I thought I was going to read out uh, when it came to my bit. Um, we've come a long way since then. We have come a long way. <laughs> it took us weeks to oh. research, but it was a huge... Huge topic. A topic. Amateurville was that once we went down that literal rabbit hole, we realised this was not going to be easy. <laughs> but also, we we like we were like many people where we would hear these stories and we'd go, um, "Oh wow, demons! Oh my god! You imagine living in the house with that paranormal phenomena? Oh, secret rooms! We we were a little gullible and." Um, would have maybe believed some of that, particularly me when I first started out. Um, and then when we started to uncover the truth, I think that is when True Hauntings was born because mm. we realised there was a lot of bullshit out mm. there. Excuse the French. And that we we came to this, this crossroads where we're kind of thinking, uh, do we stay popular and go with the flow of what is out there or do we stand in the truth that we have found and actually talk about the, the truth, the, the things that we we have discovered about certain stories? And we're not very good at lying. That's one thing I've discovered is that we have to be truthful about situations and um, we stuck to our guns, we stuck to our, our values and we told the truth mm. of what we found. Um, and look, when we research these cases, we are not going and interviewing the people involved mm-hmm. so it's not um that uh, we're getting the the evidence straight up we are digging into the internet and finding as many sources as we can from the internet mm-hmm. and then gathering the information and presenting it to you guys in some sort of logical sequence uh and we, you know we don't claim that we we found that uh we created the yeah, initial stuff. It, but yeah, this is not first-hand accounts. Yeah, we yeah, don't have the availability <laughs> to do that. Yeah. But we try and um, go as wide as we can. I mean, we read the books. We buy the books. Yeah, I'd like um, we're researching a, a podcast which we're going to record in the next couple of days or so, and I have literally read a book in a day. It was 270 pages. I read mm-hmm. it in a day to be able to get the information I needed for that podcast. So my brain was leaking out through my ears. Um, but this is what we do. We do, uh, we do a lot of research, and um, I'm yeah, super proud. Yeah, and we've tried over time to ask people to help us. Um, and w- what we find is that because our our heads are sort of geared into what we are looking for and what we think you want to hear, it's very very hard to give that to somebody else to try and do. We, we need to do that so we can speak about it not just from the notes but also from the point of, you know, if there's some side stuff uh, that we can mention um, and did you know about this or did you hear about that, we can come up with that because we've actually read the information about it. And another thing with the, the podcast is that we never intended for it to be funny. It was actually going to be a serious podcast and it just... 
just disintegrated did it, because I was turn, there. When did it turn funny? Like I don't for, know. first, first, second episode. Oh, can, someone think, has to go back and have a look at that. Oh, I don't know, but it just my naughtiness just oozes. I can't stop it. It's like a pustulant sore that just keeps oozing. <laughs> Oh gosh! <laughs> and then we discovered Renata's wheeze, and that was that was the end. We had to um, in, embrace the wheeze and embrace the naughtiness, naughtiness, and just go with it. Um, all right. So have we answered that one well enough? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and oh, the, at some stage or other, we um, we sort of ceased our. Uh, contract with our managers that we had uh, basically because of COVID. They, their business dried up, their touring companies, they had couldn't tour anymore. They had no money that they could uh, push into us to make our brand grow. Um, and then it was expensive for them to put the podcast out because they would get it professionally graded and, and everything like that. So at some stage we got we, we realised we were going to have to take it over ourselves because there was weeks that the, we weren't getting podcasts up. The, the podcasts were recorded, but um, they were unable to put it together and put it out for us. So we had the amazing Bonnie step in to help us. Now, Bonnie is the uh, studio manager at Newcastle Live Radio, and she took over the podcast probably about a year ago now. Mm, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we lost some of the sound effects and special things in the uh, the soundscapes, but I don't think it was really needed. I think... That, well, it, it evolved into something different anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, as, as these things do. So, uh, but, as you notice now, you do get an episode coming out every week and it's all because of Bonnie. So, Bonnie, we love you to bits. Thank you so much for rescuing our generous gen- generous butts. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's get on to the next question. Okay. So this one comes from Joanne Masters, and her question is, how do you decide on which locations to make a podcast episode about? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, we, we both throw ideas into the mix, um, but it's, it's about looking and, you know, we've thrown out as many uh, possible locations uh, about podcasts than we have actually included in mm-hmm. episodes because... 
uh, we get to a certain stage within the story that we think is going to be great and there's just not enough stuff there. Not enough meat on the bones, really. There's not enough to sort of drag out into uh, an episode. And And some of these places are listed as the most haunted um, place in that particular country and then you go to research it and there's... Literally nothing there. Yeah, maybe two or three ghost stories that... Are reported in this in different articles, just with slightly different arranged words. Mm-hmm. Yep. and that's something we found too when we've researched the podcast is that there are um, uh, articles that are made about a, a, a location, and then it's regurgitated mm. over and over and over, mm. and nobody has bothered to look to see what the actual truth is. No, it's just about putting content out, not not really worrying whether there's, you know, any more bits to the story. And I, I know um, that we did have one person that wrote to us and said, oh, this is really crap because all you're doing is regurgitating. regurgitating. Um, but obviously they hadn't really listened to the podcast. They may have only listened to the first few you know, minutes of it because that actually was one of the stories we had researched very, very well. Yeah. Uh, and so it's 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 sometimes dependent on what we think is going to make a really great story, but often it's about how much is available for us to look at um, and to bring together in a very small period of time because there are some stories that are just massive and if we took the time to really, really get into it, we'd be spending weeks and weeks and weeks just researching one story to yeah, bring it together. that's one thing we've had to learn as yeah. well is to let it go. Yeah, we can't. We just can't do that. If, if our award was just about podcasting, then possibly. Sadly, it doesn't pay our bills. But it doesn't Yet. pay our bills. Yet. <laughs> and, um, and because we have one to produce every week, which is what we have said to ourselves we're going to do. Um, well, that's we, what you've told me we're doing. We need to. <laughs> I tried to take a break for two weeks and she said, no. <laughs> no. 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 So we, we're, we're doing the best that we can. But Christmas, yeah. can we please have Christmas and New Year off, please? I don't know. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> we might do another one of these. <laughs> oh, okay. That's if people have more questions to ask us. And we have ditch podcasts where we've started uh, research and we've gone, you know, there's, there's nothing to it. Let's just ditch it. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's and it, not. it has to entertain this one because she gets the dry history part. Yeah. And if it's not interesting history, she'd go, I'm not going to do it because I just sound like shit, which is yeah, man, fair it's enough. It's boring as crap. <laughs> uh, and some of them have been better and some of them have been worse. Yep. But, you know, we when it comes down to the line, sometimes you just have to put it out there. And I um, actually said to you at one stage or other, even with some of these weaker cases, let's do them anyway and highlight the fact that it's a weaker case. Mm-hmm. So um, if it's got at least a decent history behind it, mm-hmm. then uh, even if the ghost stories are thin, it mm-hmm. still becomes a discussion on that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, Renata, do we do this next question? Yes, we do. So this one comes from Beck Keynes. Hi, Beck. Thank you, Beck. Maybe. Uh, (laughs) What is your true opinion of Ed and Lorraine Warren and why? And there's silence. Right. Okay. How do we do this politely? Um, Yes, we are going to be polite about this, and it is our opinion, and everyone is um, entitled to their opinion whether you think it is right or wrong, and what stage of learning you are at. We have spent a lot of intimate time with Ed and Lorraine Warren over the last uh, 90 so episodes. You would have spent more intimate time with him if you were a 14 year old. <laughs> Let's not go there. Let's not go there. But we have found out a lot of things that, um, you know, it's is not often told. Mm. Um, and is not often discussed because Ed, Ed and Lorraine are uh, these iconic figures in the paranormal world. Glorified and, by Hollywood. Uh, yeah. And, you know, when you go into these stories and when you look at the whys, which is what you do, the why, mm. they were involved and um, who had what to gain out of the involvement and drawing out the stories that could have literally been a one paragraph in a local newspaper, then you kind of realise as this stuff gets perpetuated over time, it's not a one-off. This is like a script that you go, these are the things we're going to do when we hit a story like this. 
and this is what it's going to lead to. It's going to lead to a book. It's going to lead to a movie. And then it's going to lead to us being um, able to go around and talk about this case as something that is profound and important. And by that stage, we might have another story, which will lead to some newspaper articles and then a book and then a movie. And then it goes around and around and around. So... You know, when you see that pattern exhibited time and time again, you kind of form an idea of what you think is going on. Yeah. Uh, And like every one of their cases that we've now looked at, we find another very disturbing um, piece of information. I'm not going to say fact because we can't say for certain that they are facts. That's true. But um, from our research, and the information is out there. Mm Mm-hmm. And, Um, you know, when these things go to court and are logged in court um, details, that kind of makes it a little bit um, real, a a little bit, you know, that it's true. And so, again, we're not going to go into those details here because it's not about that. But the question was, what is our true opinion and why? So we are going to answer that from our perspective um, and I'm I'm disappointed. I have to say that I am very disappointed. I was never a follower of them. Um, I heard a lot about them over my years in doing um, work within the paranormal field. So I had heard a lot about them. Um, I hadn't researched a lot of their stories literally until I got to the podcast. Yep. And my big word about it is great disappointment. Great disappointment in how it's handled. Great disappointment as to uh, the um, respect to the spirit world um, that they have and great disappointment in how the people in all of these instances were... Um, were used. Used. Yeah, used. Um, and also very disappointed in the ripple effect that has occurred where people are now terrified they are terrified of the spirit world constantly because everything is demonic. Mm. Everything. Yeah. So um, please do some research on them yourselves. What is my opinion of them? Um, they saw a business opportunity in which to uh, make a name for themselves uh, and to make themselves some decent money out of it as well and become uh experts in the field, self-proclaimed experts, mind you. Uh, and again, like Renata, really disappointed as as to what they have done for the paranormal world, which is actually um, taken it backwards and put it in a completely different light through lies and fear. I'm just going to say that. Anyway. And again, this is our opinion. Our we, opinion. We know that there are still family members that are out there um, who um, – keep working on the legacy of the Warrens. We know that there are uh, groups that um, have or that the uh, Warrens have a foundation. Um, so we're, we're not here to step on anybody's toes, but the question has been asked. Just research it yourselves, guys. Um, yeah, so we're kind of going to be sticking uh, with the way we think about this. And there will possibly be more stories that are based on the work of Ed and Lorraine Warren as we go further down yeah, into the and podcast. I, I actually cringe at the thought of doing them every time because I just I'm dreading what's going to come out of it. Anyway, um, let's get on with it because we've got another question here. What is your favourite True Hauntings podcast story up to now? Is it the same one that you both like or are they different ones? What's your favourite? Oh, look, I've got a couple. I've got a few. And uh, it, it sometimes is the kind of thing where you go, oh, the next one, the next one's the best one or the last one that we do is the best one. And for uh, a long time, I thought it was the Vatican and the Vatican is still very much up there because <laughs> uh, I just love pooing on the Vatican. I really do. <laughs> I think, that soundscape nearly broke think me. That <laughs> just serves it. Um, but uh, I, I really like the Vatican, but I, I have to say that one of the really awesome stories that we hit on was the vampire case. Oh, uh, yeah, in, that was a cracker. Um, in Highgate Cemetery. That was an awesome story. It really was. <laughs> and, it, I mean, uh, downloads-wise, it was not one of the greatest downloads mm. one, which surprised me because it was such a good episode. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Um, my favourites would have to be ones that I have visited where I've actually been to that location and then able to uh, have a personal opinion from being there. 
Uh, so they've they've always been fun. I think one of my favourites was the Stanley Hotel. Mm. That was really interesting. The um, how the land uh, played into it, and um, the people involved, and the fact that I had been there, mm. and the the Black Monk of Pontefract <laughs> is another one oh, because yes. we were there. We yeah. we paid. We drove halfway um, across England to go and do that um, tour, and then halfway back. Um, to where we were, just so that we could be there for the night and just to say that we we did it. And then when you read about the story of it and then when you read about all the other bits of information that you find and the history of the place, you kind of go, really? <laughs> really? So um, it's it's one of those ones that when you've been on the site and then you do the story – as it's presented in um, on social media now and and everything, is you've you've got two different things that you're looking at, and that's that's what we're finding. It's two different experiences. <sighs> I just, uh, and I love doing the soundscapes. And the next question is about the soundscapes. And when you do the soundscapes, as you introduce the story, where do you get the backing sounds and music from? Um, okay, so I have to be totally honest here and say I don't get them. Uh, I just read it. I get great joy out of reading it. I duck it up many times and we giggle a lot over my duck ups. And uh, then Connor used to, uh, he would get sounds from um, places like, where's the one that we, Epidemic Sound, which is I've, I've now uh, subscribe to so Steve who does some of our videos can access the sounds and the music uh, also Canva has some music tracks and things like that uh, but they did such an amazing job at adding the atmosphere to mm. the soundscape yeah. would have been a bit boring without it <laughs> yeah all right, what's the next one? Lucretia. Hi, Jody. Uh, Anne and Renata for True Hauntings podcast fans. If you access any secret archives for research, where would you go? So, if we could re- um, access any secret archives, <laughs> <laughs> there's only one place. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that would be the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I would sit there and, um, yeah, you'd have to try and find me to lure, lure me out. You'd have to lure me out with chocolate, I think. Um, because, coffee. Uh, coffee, because, <laughs> yeah, I would get lost in there and um, try and find whatever I could. Look, oh, we want the truth. Yeah, and we've, we have come across some interesting places where we've gone and gone, oh, look at this information, this is fabulous. But you have to go digging and sometimes and often, most often, Often you won't find if you're going onto social media, you won't find the good stuff on page one, two, no, or three. No. You'll find it in page 10, 11, 12, 13, where there will be a link to another link that will get you to another link yep. that will give you a little bit of that 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 nugget, that gold nugget where you come back and you go, guess what I found? <laughs> and we normally do that at about two o'clock in the morning where we send uh, each other a, a message and go, you won't believe what I just found. And we don't normally <laughs> tell each other what it is so that we get the reaction straight away. But she'll say something like, oh, I've just found some dirt on the Warrens or yeah. something like that. Like there was one that we did recently that I said, oh, oh, oh you wait till you see the link. Yeah. Oh, it's when we did the Amityville uh, Horror Live at mm-hmm. Maitland Jail. Yeah. I found another little nugget of joy, uh, courtesy of the Warrens. Um, my, I would like to get into the White House archives ah. and have a look at uh, all of their stuff as well. I reckon that could yeah, be interesting because government government organisations and religious organisations hide the truth to um, better their perceived outcome of the world, what they want people to believe. Mm. So they're not going to let you know, for example, that um, the Ansel Keys diagram of the uh, – uh, nutrition that you're supposed to eat is actually completely wrong because they they would be in big trouble if the the world knew about that. Um, and the fact that they put you know grains and things up the very top is a great thing for you to eat. With actual fact, that's what's causing the diabetic pandemic. But um, yeah, sorry, I'm just going to shut up now. Do uh, you squirrel? I'm, didn't I'm you? back on keto. <laughs> uh, all right, so thank you, Lucretia, for that one. Um, Michaela said, what was your most profound paranormal experience, ladies? Oh, I have, look, I have profound paranormal experiences 
all the time because... And then I forget them. Yeah, because um, we do so many things. So we we have our tours, we do our investigations, we have our private cases that we do. Um, we do research for the podcast where we find out a whole lot of information and things that you know lead us then to listen to, to good people who um, also are academics and who give us information. So we're continually listening to shout out to Lloyd Albach to podcasts and to you know to. Um, people who uh, do workshops Keller. and things online. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I also do my uh, psychic readings during the week where I have um, this one-on-one conversation with people who are going through issues and problems in their lives and I'm, I'm, I'm doing intuitive stuff with them. We do our seances where we connect with um, the spirit world and the spirit's world or whatever it might be brings through information that, you know, no one knows about or one person at the table might know about and they and it's this shock Which and, happened this week. This shock and awe that comes over everyone, especially us. Um, <laughs> Which know. is slightly awkward when you're running the sequence <laughs> the sales and you go, Really? Really? <laughs> So we are continually amazed when things literally slide into place. And we I have to personally say, I don't know how this shit works. I don't. I can I can make assumptions, but they will be completely out of the ballpark. We'll and, be making shit up. Yeah, and, and nowhere near what is going on, but something is going on. Yeah. And it continually intrigues me to be in that moment when that happens. But can I explain how that happens? I can't. Uh, And it would be rude of me and egotistical of me to say, oh, it's all about angels and there's heaven and there's, you know, hell and this is how it works. And no, I, I don't make that shit up. I'm just plain and I'll say, got no idea, but... Something the fuck is going on? Oh my god, she dropped the F-bomb. something's going on, and it's <laughs> it's super interesting, and I want to be here in it as long as I can. And I was going to say my <coughs> sorry most most profound experience, apart from the, what I saw at Maitland Jail with that figure walking ahead of me, has been in our séance parlor, where that table is going nuts and will um, climb furniture, climb. Um, walls. Um, I've got no idea what is going on there. And I know people say, oh, it's, you know, it's the kinetic energy or it's this or it's that or it's the, the micro movements. No, this is not micro movements that, that's going on. Um, that's bizarre, insane. Love it. Addicted to it. We've actually got some people coming over very shortly. We're going to, we're training them up in the art of seance. Um, but yeah, um, that that's my most awesome moments. Mm. And as many people say, Lloyd Auerbach says this, and Dean Radin says this as well. At some point in time, science and this stuff are going to meet. They they're going to come together in a way that maybe scientists don't want to. No, they they don't want to admit this might be a possibility because it's, it's it's going it's going to all meld into one. Yep, yep. And I wish it was soon. Ah, and we've got Michelle. Uh, This is so cool. Can't wait for this episode. I've always wondered if you're friends with skeptics. I honestly believe you are, but you obviously also believe in the supernatural. Without proof, how do you believe? And do you ever get proof that you would convince a hardcore skeptic? I used to believe in all of this, used to be a Christian, and it's all scared the hell out of me. Now enjoy it because for me, I'm free from all the fear of what religion taught. Hallelujah. Oh, that's the wrong word. Now I get to be frightened without fear of believing it's all true, yet I still respect what you ladies do. It's weird, I know, but I always think you know what I'm trying to say. We absolutely do. Anyway, how skeptical are you? Are your friends are you friends with people who respectfully disagree and challenge? you maybe even poke fun at you and how do you respond i'd love to listen in on a conversation like that thank you michelle that is awesome mm, i'm i'm a skeptic i am a skeptic and as well. a skeptic isn't a cynic a cynic is someone who will not allow uh anything to uh, disturb their um, perception of the world so they have a a strict idea of how the world is and nothing you could say or do is going to make that change skeptics are people who will listen to both sides they may still make up their mind to go in one direction but they will listen to both sides they will 
they will entertain the idea that there's something different or something else might be happening. And I have to say, I'm skeptical at most things that happen. Yeah. I will always be questioning, oh, how, how, how's this going on? And like I said, I don't, because I don't have a, a set of ideas about how this works, that actually makes me a skeptic because I'm not prepared to say, I know how this stuff works. I don't, I don't. And I, I kind of get proof, but I don't get proof. I, I, I see enough and I hear enough and I feel enough and I experience enough to go, there is something happening outside what we think goes on. Um, but is that proof? It's proof enough for me. Could I convince a skeptic? I'd have to get them to sit in long enough to be able to then walk away and go, that was weird. That was weird. Mm. I don't know what's going on. But that was weird. And to me, that's enough for them to open their mind up to kind of go, hmm, what else could be going on? That's really interesting. Yeah, I think for me, um, I've got lots of sceptical friends. Uh, my husband works with a cynic and he is quite rude sometimes, but I don't engage because um, I think anyone that's being rude about it um, it's, it's not worthwhile giving your energy into that if they're not willing to even have a discussion about it um, then don't don't give of yourself uh, my husband is an awesome skeptic and I often will take something that's happened to him and say uh, Roman uh, this has just happened can you give me your because he's an engineer give me your thoughts on that and he'll give me the science side of things and I take it on board and I try to learn from that Um but just because science can explain it doesn't mean that's how it happened. Mm. So uh, I am one of these open people that will, uh, like I'm doing lots of courses at the moment on various things, scrying. Do I necessarily believe scrying? Not necessarily, but I'm interested in the mechanics and fundamentals and what people's beliefs are around it so that I can better understand other people. Uh, so I'm just constantly open and curious and uh, would probably disbelieve 95% of what people claim as paranormal as paranormal. And maybe 4% of that, I would still be sitting there going, I can't explain it. I don't think it's paranormal, but that's curious. And there might be 1% that go, I've got no idea what that is. That is really unexplained. And this gets us into uh, a bit of a sticky situation when we go out and do um, private investigations because yeah. often we will uh, we don't walk in with gadgets, we don't walk in um, you know with cameras and all of this sort of stuff. We walk in and sit down and talk. And once we get into a conversation, it allows us to understand what the person or people are going through, and um, we can sort of often work out that it is not paranormal. It is something that is caused by stress, anxiety, and um, a trauma. And personal belief. Yeah, and and they don't like that because it brings the responsibility back to them to try and sort all of this shit out. Instead of saying it's a demon, we will, you know, burn a sage stick and it'll all be over. It'll all be fine. <laughs> and it's not, if it was as simple as that, the world would be a very, very calm and beautiful place. But no, all of these things are very, very complicated. Mm. And each people case- People are complicated. People are complicated. And then if you add on a level of spirituality, a level of bias, a level of trauma, a level of stress and anxiety and all of this, it becomes very, very complicated. Um, and I, I think sometimes that um, brushing it off by just saying it's a demon um, is, is really making something- um, very much out and beyond what is really affecting and rather taking responsibility yeah. for what is going on themselves it's so much easier to externalize it onto something else yeah and that's not the, that's not the 100% but it's a big chunk of what we see and we've got one more question, and that's from Stephanie Holbert. It's really not a question, she said, but um, Norfolk Island, have we thought about doing a podcast from there while talking about one of its haunted spots? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> we've done a, um, a podcast on Norfolk Island. Yes, and but she's we... saying actually be there and do a podcast ah. and report on the haunting in the spot. Ah. I like it. Yeah. I have to we talk could, to Liz about that. We could do that. The uh, thing is we'd have to drag along all the podcast microphones and recorders and things like that and uh, and do it that way. But we have started doing 
True Hauntings uh, live podcast where we will uh, uh, present the um, podcast again like we did with Amateurville Horror Mm -hmm. in front of a live audience and we will find uh, more bits and pieces of information to add into it. So you're hearing the podcast uh, as it was. Obviously, we can't do it word for word. It's still with our notes and we're just talking about it. So it's it's different every time but still the same core. Um, And that... That went really well, and we've been asked to do another one. Mm-hmm. So that will be coming up for our 100th episode, and it will be recorded live in front of an audience. God help us. Uh, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Mm, absolutely. But that actually brings us now to the end of this week's episode. Mm-hmm. Can you guys let us know, have you enjoyed this do you like us throwing one of these in every now and then? Because uh, I know I've enjoyed it. Mm, yeah. Um, we'd love to do an occasional episode um, or an extra episode where yep. we answer some of your questions. And, uh, you mean extra episode? Yeah. Oh, God. Absolutely. We've got time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's get that, that thing Hermione has with the fidget spinner. Yeah. You just send back time and you can be in several places at once. Absolutely. Right. All right. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. If you have enjoyed it, please leave us a review. Uh, Send us a message. Anything like that is greatly appreciated. Share it. Please share it. We would love to add more crazy people to our family. And we will be back next week with another episode, which has ended up being somewhat larger than what I expected. Bigger than Ben-Hur. Bigger than Ben-Hur. And guys, we'll see you on the dark side. Stay spooky. And remember... Be frightfully good. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, or visit their website, www.annandrenata.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.